Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Horsemanship Remark Show. I'm on time this morning because it's my birthday. I'm always thinking, like, how can I do better this year? So, let's see. What do we need to know this morning? Corey, good morning. I've thought so much about your horse since the weekend. We need to know that um, Michael needs to leave by 9.45 this morning, so we have to think about it. Julie, good morning. How's everything going? Jody? hi. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Oh, my gosh. Is it dumb to say that it's my birthday? I don't know. This year I'm excited uh, about it. Some years don't m make that big of an impact, I guess. I don't know. And I have the day off today, so I get to go see my family, ride my horses this morning, um, have some content things that I'm doing for Horsemanship Insider, which I'm so excited about. Uh, yeah, so anyways, what's on your mind this morning? Anybody? Hello? Corey, tell me, oh, do you have a minute to type? Can you tell me what is, um, what's kind of on your mind after the weekend? So I taught a clinic here in town um, last weekend and oh my gosh, you guys, it's so funny to think about because for a lot of years, I, I did not like it. I mean, I loved all the people, but it's the, it's the Wisconsin crew that has, has caused me to, is like the pebble, which is, okay, so Debbie and Lisa, I don't know why that, that has changed everything. Maybe not, but um, I am getting addicted to it, just so you know, because, oh my gosh, watching changes across the arena and watching horses develop over time, not just physically, but mentally and emotionally. I saw this picture too of one of the girls in the clinic um, that, yesterday or whatever. And one of the things we had worked on was changing her posture just a little bit. It's not the first thing we go to. Of course, Ray Hunt said, just ride your horse, get your horse better, and then, you know, your, your equitation will be good. But uh, there, then there's a couple things. And actually, Corey, I'm not talking about you, um, although you should talk about this, but uh, we had worked on her arms uh, not breaking at her wrist, right? Because that was really um, screwing up the energy from her core. So we adjusted that and she's had to work really hard at that, like really hard at it. So it was super cool to see a photo of her getting it right. Okay, let's add Michael. He's ready. Mount here to my Pivo, but I actually think um, that there's a different adjustment I need to make. So Good morning. Good morning. How are you today? Good. You? All right. Trying to find the right patina here. <laughs> you said patina. Does that make us old? I guess so. I think, I think it kind of does. All right. It's okay. Who cares about that? Um, you know what? When I was 20, all I wanted was to be 40. Really? Yes. Did you know what you were wishing for? What was that? In hindsight, did you even know what you were wishing for? Yeah. Really? And I was so right. Yeah. <laughs> Peggy, good morning. Val, good morning. Uh, good morning, everybody. So, 
Michael, what's on your mind today? Oh, I want to hear more about your clinic. Yay. I also, I mean, we're leaving for Sheridan on Tuesday, so I'm already like, holy cow, I haven't hardly recovered from South Dakota and, you know, gotten, gotten my, sink my teeth into what we were doing there and what I was thinking about there, and I'm already running off to the next thing. Good thing is it's unconsciously in there anyway. Yeah. I was, um, I'm pulling some clips out of last year's cold start. And uh, so one of the things that uh, stood out to me yesterday was when Buck was helping you with the black horse on day one. And um, you were bumping him forward and around her, him forward and around. Buck's like, yeah, that's what I would do. Sometimes the horse needs to come up the rope. I'm like, Play. <laughs> you know, because people give us a hard time about, well, they give me a hard time sometimes. They're like, that's not what Buck says. And I'm like, yeah, he does. You just have to be around long enough to see it because it's not the first thing he says. Yeah. So that, that's very, just that general phenomenon is, is interesting. Seeing versus hearing versus knowing when is appropriate when it isn't multiple ways of doing things doing it exactly like buck because you have the same height differential <laughs> you know like we talked about last week i mean it's, there, there there's more than one way to skin a cat some are more efficient than others and um you know you're going to get a lot let's leave the cat analogy behind but <laughs> you know we we could take that too far and it'd get gruesome but you know. Well, I think the hard part is that there are that there are certain things that suit horses, period. It either suits the horse or it doesn't. So mm. then that thing of like, oh, you know, there's different ways to do it. It's like, yeah, except for also there's a pool that you do need to play in. Yeah, absolutely. Can we get and to... Corey's thing before she leaves. Okay, yeah. Can, will you read it, please? I want to come back to the pool because mm -hmm. even with mm -hmm. the pool, there's a lot of water in the pool. Mm -hmm. Okay, Corey said, first ride after the clinic due to crazy work schedule. It was a learning experience. I had big plans to work on all of the things. Wit was very on edge the whole time was one rain stops. Oh, isn't that the pits when it ends up going there? After the tears, I was reminded that oh. the agenda can't always just be about my plans. Ended on a good note. That's good. So was it environmental, Corey? Uh, what, what was the deal? I'm kind of curious. So at one point in class, um, I was like, oh, looking at across the arena it took me a little like I was trying to figure out a baseline and I'm like do you want to just ride my horse for a second so I, I can see and then I got on her horse and I love her horse oh my gosh so oh, Debbie you had a good ride what the hell oh my lord they're proving me wrong I'm all excited for them but that's okay because usually I'm right and then I hear about it later so the pool, let's come back to the pool. Corey, you're going to make it. So many keystones are, are coming into place.
Corey said, 100% environment. She clearly told me she needs more time to settle in at the new place. Yeah, I kind of oh. wonder. You know what's so great, Michael? My favorite part, this is my favorite part about being a little bit farther into the, into the teaching thing is um, being more confident when I see things change for people. Because you know that phenomenon where somebody comes back from a clinic and like, this was the most amazing thing ever. It changed my life. And then six months later, they're out of horses because it really didn't change anything and they're still stuck, you know? Um, so that was the last thing I wanted to happen. But so being more confident that it's like, no, don't worry. This has changed. This is going to work. I love it. So Debbie and... Corey did great. And so did you, Lisa. Oh my gosh, Michael. So Lisa has this little Mustang. You've seen pictures, this buckskin. And he's very Baroque built. So it's so similar to my lips on an Andalusian, right? And um, so he can get very comfortable on a shorter rectangle. But then allowing him to go longer and to go bigger because that's a little bit where these girls are at is some major adjustability at trot because of course we don't want our horse trotting downhill however we do want them to be able to trot big and not big choppy peggy with matilda right not not that peggy was doing it but we talked about it when matilda was developing like not choppy big, you know, nice round back and hindquarters underneath and all of that. When you have that, you know, you have something awesome. So Lisa didn't get to that, but she did extend her rectangle. What do you think, Lisa? Maybe like reliably six inches. And then I think there was a few times when she got 12, maybe eight. how many inches do you think? So Anyway, thank you, Val. Thank you, Val. Thank you, thank you. Um, anyways, Bro, okay. Happy birthday. I said everyone's wishing a happy birthday. If I can't read the comments, happy birthday. Yes. Thank you. Okay, the pool. Oh, I just, you know, you got to be in the pool as far as something that suits the horse because you have something that doesn't suit the horse at all that eventually just wearing the horse down is going to come through and that's not what we're after at all or just the horse gets used to the confusion and, and things get better just because they you know eventually um kind of just put up with being a little lost and that becomes the new norm you know um depending on how lost the horse is anyway so yes you want to be in the pool but it's just amazing how much variety there is in the pool in terms of techniques you, you might implement one horse to the next or types of horses to the next or specific unique situations that are let's say there's the core curriculum and then there's these other resources you might pull in there but then your execution of all those like we talked about last week the core curriculum or any of those extras 
the exact feel with which how you with which you do that i mean there's there just gets to be so much variety and i think that's part of what makes it so fun and challenging is feeling out how does this work for you know us with our specific horse that's in front of us either our personal horse that's been a journey for a while or you know me with multiple horses a day that just here for a short while what is it uh what is the special sauce for today to get this to the next level or for me right now as i'm retweaking how i'm visualizing things from since south dakota you know, i'm really messing with angles and things that are a little different than i had been that i've seen for a while but honestly not known seen well enough to execute so the way i did it was slightly different like what tell me all about that thank you diana so when when buck is walking a united circle when his horse is on a united circle buck is traveling into them a whole bunch and we've talked about the of the wheel so we may have already covered this but yeah this is what i've been thinking about a lot um i often will kind of position myself in the center of that hub and have the horse go around and somehow enable in being able to connect nose to tail in a different kind of way which I can't even put words to I just know it's what I've been working for for a while have that rein connected to the hind leg I feel more freedom to tra travel with them and have them go you know here's this person in center and horse that's nah, not gonna work it might it might the, the horse is going out this way around you but you're like you're, they're still on an arc that circles back and is united with itself. You're not necessarily in the center of said circle. You're not at the, at the compass point center. I don't know that I agree with that, but that doesn't mean I'm right. Well, it looks like they can be walking off, but if they're walking and they're not pointed if their nose is not the same distance from you as their shoulder, as their tail, as everything else, as they're going around, if their nose is heading off what seems to be further away from you, they can be doing that and leaving happens all the time. They can be doing that bent and leaving happens all the time. They can also be doing what appears like leaving if you don't, if you can't see the difference and yet have it being hooking around and the i think the biggest connection is they are staying this side of the end of the lead rope but if they aren't that immediate connection to the hind end with the depth of flexion that i think i talked about last week where it almost like there can't be any hitches along the way like we're getting to the hind leg but there's some stiffness in there somewhere like the whole thing has to be really loose to get to the hind end 
I think that makes that united circle wherein the horse is not appearing to go around you as center point, where it could look like, hey, it looks like that horse is almost drifting away from you. That's available to you more so when you have that ability to redirect the hindquarters with the whole nose to tail turning loose into deep flexion. I, I feel like I'm just saying yeah. useless words here. But no, no, you're not. You're not. I mean, I know what I'm picturing and what I'm seeing. I'm not sure I'm describing it well enough because I, I don't honestly know exactly how or why it's working for me differently now. I just know it is. Yeah, I think what's cool is that I think you're, you're, it sounds to me like you're saying what I've been trying to describe to some degree is you need to know where the arc is in space. Like where is the arc on the ground? Because that has to be your idea, mm -hmm. right? And I think the way that you said it, that the distance between you and the horse everywhere in its body is a, a great way to think of it. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's easier to picture that if you are the pinpoint center of the compass and the nose, the shoulder, and the tail are all equidistant from you. That's easier to visualize, is my horse on it? And it can become pretty muddy if you're maybe back closer toward the hip, driving the back of the drive line, saying, go on out and around, and there's a little bit. So are you saying the around me or are they kind of drifting off away from me and I'm not noticing it sort of thing? It can easily be unclear right there. But that's what, like now that I'm feeling that and, and seeing it better, it's like, well, hell, this works really good. <laughs> Whereas before, I was like, I can't get this to work and not have it go, go, go sideways. And that's where I would become the center point a little bit more frequently and define it. Because then I would know, okay, we're not leaving. Now I can allow them to look mm -hmm. like they're leaving and know whether or not they are leaving or are on their United Arc. The other thing is something you just mentioned there is you have to know where that line on the ground is. And I think more so than that, even the horse has to know where that line is because you cannot be holding them on that line. How um, are they supposed to know if you don't know? But you can know where it is and you're holding them on the line and it's still not worth a hill of beans. So one of the things I've been dying to talk about on the show to get it off my chest, I have a couple things today. I feel like, oh, I have a live show. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about this. <laughs> so you know that meme that's going around where the halter, it's, it's like pet peeve, my pet peeve, you know, like someone's just airing their peeves on, on, on social, you know? And one of them is where the halter fits like badly uh -huh. across the, across the cheek. And the other one, you know, and so it's a, 
check mark or an X, right? And then the person writes, my peeve, right? My biggest peeve. And I just want to be like, well, my biggest peeve is a person that has a well-fitting halter and the horse is not on a float or on a field. It's not really a peeve, but I'm like, you guys are totally emphasizing the wrong thing because yeah. duh, it doesn't matter how your halter fits. If you know how to get your horse on a float, <laughs> come on people, don't miss so, the forest for the trees. So halter peeves, um, Tom's, Tom's horse is Cerro, um, nearly ruptured his eyeball. In fact, when they went in to do surgery, the eyeball did rupture while the surgeon was there. Oh. It's all going to be fine, but it's like weeks and weeks and weeks of medications and whatnot. So he's got this like fly mask with the big, you know, plastic eye. Uh, Nicole just well, yeah, this. plastic bulge over his eye. Yeah, Nicole and I were talking about it. So he's got a web halter on with a snap and whatever, so you don't have to take the mask out. And so I, I told uh, Stephanie last night, we'll have to just like talk behind Tom and Michelle's back and like become that barn that like talks about other people because they're not using the right equipment. <laughs> And Stephanie said, that'd be really funny considering Michelle was so frustrated when we were walking the other day because that halter had no feel whatsoever. <laughs> so. I'm just being a pale this morning, but I've been dying to say it. Oh so what else God. is on your mind? I we're dying to can't think of it right now. I remember the others. I can't but but there were a couple times at the clinic you know where i was like okay let's not miss the forest for the trees but let's go back to the united arc so i'm curious if corey's still here lisa debbie um i did two demos that in fact and we did get them recorded for horseman tube insider um one of them was a horse um, like a mystery horse where um riley can you I believe she was six when we met her. She's 19. How was how that? Crazy. Lord have mercy. Um, you mean a mystery horse? Yes. She brought you so she brought up. this. She just brought a horse for you to mess around with, or this is a horse of hers that you had not met? She asked me Saturday if she could bring it Sunday. She just bought it as a project horse. The person that she bought it for from didn't do much with it for a couple of years, had some trainer put five rides on it. Um, but then before that, it was purchased at auction. So that's what I mean by a mystery horse, kind of like Vivian, just like, you never know what's in there, what's not in there. Um, but right away, standing for our huddle in it, it before class, like I was like, oh, this horse is going to be good, I think. Uh, but Riley knew that if she did too much, she would blow the horse up. So it was just a matter of like, you knew that there was drama in there. Um, and so showing her, her where the United Ark was, and Riley had a lot of good things going on. Like the horse um, really trusted, trusts her as a friend. So it's kind of cool because the very first thing, once again, not missing the forest for the trees as best you can. She handed me the horse and the horse is like wanting to follow her, of course, partially because it's habit, but she really needed Riley's support. And so the first thing I had to do was perceive her as an individual and set the stage for us collaborating, right? 
Um, but then in order to help her really turn loose, like, and to be able to dig in there, take it all the way through it, the only way that I know to do that really, really is to show the horse a united arc and then they need to know where it is in space. So they need to know that when they're marching on that, they'll be fine. And then of course you can expose them to all sorts of things. So it just, to me, it just relates. And then the same thing with a horse that was um, concerned about the fly spray, right? Like that really concerned. And, and Michael, it's cool. Cause I, and I got it on video. I didn't send you any of those tiny clips. No, I haven't yet. Um, but this horse, of course, it's all about staying behind the balance point so that the horse goes forwards and around, which he understood because this is that Palouse horse, that Akaltechi Palomino thing. But there were times when he, he would roll me, he would block me out. <laughs> so here's this horse and a fly spray instead of a flag. So it was the perfect thing where you or Buck or Gary would just like, oh, yeah not there you know but for me i'm like i had to end up swinging my rope at a certain point because either that or i would have had to get my flag because he was just 100 percent blocking me out but it was the exact same demo with both horses really um to, to find that united arc so that makes me think about how important it is for the person to understand where that arc is in space so that the horse can get sure about where they need to be. So talk about Palouse and the fly spray. What was his response to rush forward, to shoulder away? just to turn and face me basically like he wanted me in front of him so that he could go backwards if he needed to and he is a pulling back horse his his owner so great oh my gosh and he's gotten a hold of this and just is making lightning speed progress it's so fun but he was super green so the horse ended up getting tied to fly spray originally and pulled back to get to get away from it but as you know i've done a good amount with the horse so has Debbie so has Graham he had just been in the entire clinic so he does understand where the united arc is and that there's peace and comfort there but in response to the fly spray he still thought that he should whip around and then back up so he's just 100% blocking you out and there was no way to say you know, turn loose, but he was a great example of that tipping point, I guess is, is the only word that comes to me, where the horse, when the horse can go by you and let you through past the shoulder, like they will walk past you with the shoulder calmly, not past you so they can jackknife and kick you marching calmly around, that's a game changer, right? So if you never show a horse in your groundwork, this is the thing, right? If the horse does not come past you with their shoulder, so now essentially you're at the cinch, if that never happens, you're leaving a huge, big, giant block in them, a giant troubled spot. 
So what's the difference between putting yourself behind the cinch or them putting you behind the cinch? It's a big difference. I know. So when you say them coming around you, you say, well, Buck does it. To me, it's not immediately apparent. I mean, obviously he's standing there doctoring a cow and sends the horse behind him or leads him by on the fence or says, hey, you get out behind me. Well, that's definitely leading around. But in his general united circles, um, I would say even half circle exercise, he doesn't spend a lot of time saying, come around me, at least not to the extent that you emphasize it as you are right there as clutch in your priority list. Although he and I did talk about it. Mm. And it was fun to, to have that whole conversation. Um, there's two places, if you want to watch Buck do it, I think there's two places to see it. And it's right out of the hindquarter yield because he is not satisfied with his groundwork unless he's just barely checking his horse out. He needs to get on and get to class. Like that's not, but like if he's like that roan horse in Santa Cruz, let's say, um, I need to look through and see what I have of that, by the way. Um, I have a lot of media to put on my neck. Out of the hindquarter forequarter yield, he is not satisfied until the horse comes forward and free with all four feet. And if a horse is blocking him out, so let's say he does hind quarters, four quarters, and the horse blocks him out at the shoulder and will not come by him, he will either step to the hind quarters and drive the horse forwards, but he will not be satisfied until horse will do it without being driven and that's where he says you know the horse needs to be on a field blah 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 but that's where I would say you, you could see it and and if you're really watching him it's very it's very obvious because as the horse yields to hindquarters let's say they're yielding the hindquarters to the left and then the forequarters come across to the horse's right then all four feet including the left hind leg, which would be inside the new inside hind leg, has to be free. And it can't be like, you know, there's two steps with each front foot before all four feet go. So it's that little section that is united and he will not be satisfied until they come forward the round. And as you know, um, when we've seen him for the very few times we've gotten to see him work horses horseback then of course it's really obvious well and i i think part of what's difficult to see i mean the way when you describe all that it's like yeah okay I totally see that but if that's if that's his checklist for forwards and around is that first there were forwards and around but it doesn't go all the way out into where if I'm standing still, he's coming around behind me. Like I, that is a forward and around cause you're over here and I need you to come up, but that's coming from 10 to noon, not, not noon to two. 
right? Or you're, you, what, or, or two or three, your, your emphasis is oftentimes as you're talking about it, going from, you know, one to two or one to three or come around behind me and not behind necessarily around like, me yeah what it should, mean by it, it should carry around behind yeah. If, if yeah 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 i think you're right i mean like in the end i it probably does look different you guys that have been around a lot and nicole nicole was you you guys were there together last year yeah you're right I think that the mechanics are the same. Like it would work if he wanted to go so, forward and around. So what if, I think the emphasis may be more than, you know, whatever degree on the clock or digit on the clock position on the clock it's the moment the feet go forward and not away forward and around because as soon as you start talking numbers on the clock what you do and what buck does if you're just thinking about positions relative you in terms of numbers on the clock looks pretty different but if we're simply saying the moment where they switch from united from hindquarter yield to united rolling forward and they get forward, we well, could see that all over the place here, there, you know, I mean, and that I think is what you're saying. It was critical with Palouse or, you know, with any of these horses in your clinic was they have to know where that arc is, whether it be from 10 to 11 or noon to two or maybe even out to three four if you need them to step in behind you so you can have a conversation conversation with someone over here at 12 o'clock and they have to be willing to put you behind the balance point calmly and, and, and Buck will not finish if they are blocking him out of the show he just won't because he knows it's impossible it's 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 just terrible so, but he sends them forward till they put him behind the balance point and then he stays behind the balance point yeah and sometimes you can't start there like there's no amount of tugging or pulling or encouraging the horse to go forwards and around. it's not going to work you have to be behind the balance point mm -hmm. but to hang in there until especially if you have something like the saddle the saddle pad the flag the fly spray the tarp oh god knows your slicker whatever it is that the horse is concerned could just be you could just be you, right? They have to be willing to go by you and put you behind the balance point. But, but, but remember, you guys, for those of you guys that are listening, be careful because if you're not prepared and you don't have the hindquarters and they slide you past the balance point and they are scared, they can, that is where you're going to get kicked. <laughs> so, Probably almost all of you guys know that, but I just need to say, just in case. Well, and like in Palooza's case, is you maybe come behind the balance point, send them forward, but then they immediately swing to face you again. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's like they're not really comfortable putting you back there. Which is why forward. staying 
forward and around united so that it's not just one set of steps, one, two, three, four. It's like two or three sets of steps. And you're right. Mm -hmm. We don't always see Buck do that. It's true. I think with a lot of things you see it, but you, the amount of working to get there is sometimes so truncated. Even what, whether it's with his horse and it looks pretty damn good right off the bat because he's you know done all the work up until the time you see him, or even when he takes someone's horse, he can get through so much of the challenge. Except quickly, still has to work at it, but. In a lot of cases, is like someone would be there stuck for a good long while and never really get it without just digging their toe in it. And Buck could have it done in 10 seconds. Have that box check. Like, okay, now the horse understands to come forward. And like, well, if you miss that 10 seconds, like that's already been cleared up for the horse. So you can kind of miss it for it. A good place to see it more is when he rides. Two, and it's the same. It's the exact same. Hind quarters, hind quarters, forward and around. And that might take him longer to shape up on a green horse for the, 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 the circle, the arc to be united. And that you will see all day long. You'll see it this year, especially as he's getting dug just right out again you'll see like that is where you'll see it a lot where you can watch it hindquarters forwards and around or sometimes hindquarters forequarters forwards and around well that, that is one of the things that stood out to me with beef even that day where he would just really stayed on the walk and the hindquarters hindquarters forequarters you know rolling out of it into united arc holding the the bend he was there physically, wasn't there. He was even there mentally, but not in a, I'm here for your, I'm entered up, let's go. And the amount of time he took on some of that when it started out looking, you know, in terms of correctness was pretty damn correct. Um, but you definitely saw kind of a, a slotting in in that he was looking for that the horse wasn't that far off on from the get-go it just didn't have that mental buy-in you know so yeah I, I saw that that was probably like I said one of the more impactful parts of the clinic in South Dakota yeah, was watching just that with beef so hopefully right stuff and Sheridan I'm sure. Hope. So, Michael, this is one another favorite part of the clinic. I think I had, well, maybe I had Regalo. I don't know. And uh, basically, it's the same exact thing. Like, we have to work united here. Separate the hindquarters and the forequarters while turning loose laterally and then get forward and around. Okay, it's the same. Anyway, so at one point I go, okay, so he's sort of doing it, but it's not good enough. And Siri goes, that's not very nice. <laughs> like, thanks. Didn't need your opinion right now, Siri. <laughs> you know. 
was great. And we all stopped, you know, <laughs> for real. <laughs> was great. <laughs> was great. That's a, uh, that's a good uh, TikTok video or something. Yeah, if you have it, it would be, I guess you could make it up. Set it up. Oh, that's hilarious. So the the ant, so back to this, and I think that this is one of the things that I really noticed watching the cult start last year is so when you're riding, the same thing is well, I guess it's not the same in the sense that they're not going by something that they're concerned about necessarily. But the forwards and around United, which once again, if you watch Buck ride, that's their, that's 70% of his ride. Even think about back to Rebel, riding in the middle as Rebel progressed from, I saw him in the two ring, from the two ring to straight up in the bridle. This is the same thing, you know, in the center, right, uh, of, of the arena in front, in front of all of us. But like when you do hindquarters, forequarters, and of course we want to be able to back our horse out of that. Of course, that's important. Like if the horse is lunging forward, we have to fix that for sure. But then you also have to be able to walk forwards and around united out of that. And so a couple of folks, Lisa, with her horse, that was a big, my other favorite thing was she's like, I thought my homework was to do X, Y, Z. She felt like she was doing something wrong. Hope it's okay, you guys, that I'm saying your names. I think it is. Um, and it was just the best because I'm like, oh, girl, you did your homework. You did a good job. It's working. So now we're moving on to the next thing. But just because we're moving on to the next thing doesn't mean you did anything wrong. You did it right. The reason we're not talking about it is because it's done, mm -hmm. you know, but that was a huge and, and from sitting on my horse, you know, watching to see if that's the case, hindquarters, forequarters united, or in this case, we were walking a united arc and then seeing if we could do three sets of one step with the hindquarters and forward, one step with the hindquarters and forward, because of course, then your rein whether you're on your horse or on the ground, connects either to your hind leg or your foreleg in perfect time, you know, in the dream. And, and to me, once again, if you've hooked your rein, let's say we go back to being on the ground. If you've hooked your rein to the inside hind leg and move it across, and then in the very next step, they, it will hook to the inside front leg, and roll on forwards and around, you have a lot going on. But that's not gonna necessarily shape up that way right away. Not even on the horses we were, were riding a lot. Some days it will, but some days it won't. And then how do you fix it? And that's what I'm saying. The forward and around is the only way. That one step where the for, where the rein connects to the inside front leg and you can pick it up and move it forward.
So do you think of, I mean, from the ground, you are obviously leading that inside front foot forward again by the change of your angle and perhaps in, but more than likely not in, out and around. When you're riding, your inside rein hooks through the inside hind leg, you roll the hind quarters, drift the hind quarters, whatever degree. Your rein is not leading that foot forward as much as releasing into the forward, it, saying- It might though at first, right? Well, that's kind of why I'm asking how you're thinking of it because it might say, now that we're up underneath there, lead, but that lead's gonna have more of a lead to the inside, follow this rein to the inside rather than back out. And that was one of the things I saw with Eddie was the forward and around after the hindquarter yield was not, It was saying stay arced and therefore go forward and around right here, not let me grab your foot and keep your foot in here. Follow the arc of your nose and I'm gonna keep insisting you keep X amount of arc in your body and then follow that arc. But I'm not gonna, I mean, not that you wouldn't ever, but I don't want to have to go hindquarters, roll the hind around, pick up the front foot with your inside rein and set the front foot on the new arc, you know, on the arc as we come out of here. I want you to roll forward because that's the line we're on, not because I'm putting your foot on that line. But if you're snapping back straighter than that arc that I have pictured across the ground, I'm gonna have to say, no, don't keep the flexion here. And Val and Julie and Joanne and Julie, that's what we were talking about with Vinny after so. Dakota because that's what I was that's what I was seeing that really stood out to me more than it had before the only thing is there has to be some level of forward propulsion right so let's say oh, in the very best case forward and through is what creates that ability to you still have to have the outside hind leg come forward and push yeah. the horse forward right and really, we have to remember that the inside hind leg coming across or coming to the midline, really, let's say, the reason that that creates forward propulsion is because it shortens the rectangle while the horse is turned loose. So it compresses the rectangle. So then you have the next step should push the horse forward, except if they're swinging their hindquarters to the outside and then you're losing all that forward propulsion. But the thing is, as you start to shape it up, you know, in, in your ride, it might not start out perfect. That might happen for God knows what reason, you know, a zillion different reasons that aren't even important. But so the thing is, the let's just say in the perfect scenario, the hindquarters are set up to do exactly the right thing. So if you're going around to the right, the right hind leg steps in the midline and then the right front leg is going to come up so that the left hind leg, this is that walk, so that the left hind leg can come forwards to push the horse 
around. Well, okay, so if the front feet are not stuck at all, and the horse is in a place where in the hindquarter step, the front quarters are gonna float up and out of the way, well, yeah, they're probably gonna be apt to go forward and around, in which case you don't need to do much. But as you're shaping it up, you might need to say a little bit forward, a little bit come on this way, and you might absolutely be leading the horse forward and around because if you pull them across, Lisa, this is what we're talking about, right? Like if you, if the trajectory is too much into the arc, then they're going to be apt to kind of turn like a bottle, like a cork, you know, like a, like a bottle. bottle. Yeah. Right. That's, that is apt to happen unless you do know where you're going on the United Arc. Then of course the horse is in motion, so you're not on that arc anymore. So then at that point you'd be like, okay, look, we gotta reach your foot so that you can on the, the next time we try it, you know, we gotta hook the rein to the foot. Okay, now the rein is hooked to the foot. Let's try it again. Never mind the fact that you're changing direction so that the horse gets even laterally as you're doing it, right? But that so Am I, does, does that make sense to you, the way I'm saying it? The last description there, you kind of lost me. I think I got confused left to right because I was trying to work yeah. with the mirror. Yeah, oh, sorry. Uh, but, yeah, I, I just stopped following what you were saying mid of the way through the last little description there. Because you were saying you weren't following the arc I'm just saying, if it doesn't work in the ideal manner at first. In other words, the ideal manner being like stepping under the front way, inside front gets out of the way so the left outside hind can step forward and push the horse forward. If that doesn't happen, then what are we yeah, saying? Yeah, then you need to hang in there. Essentially, then the horse is not coming forwards and around and most likely they're not gonna be following a rein so, yeah. like, if you watch Buck on Beef, or, or let's say at least you go back and watch Buck on Beef, that totally happened all the freaking time. So then you have to watch what he does next, which is reconnect the rein to the foot, make the new arc better, and then you try it again. What do you mean make the new arc better? By reaching the inside front foot? Yeah, but he's not going to let the horse get stiff. Yeah. So if the horse is reaching, a, and that's a huge deal. Huge. I was thinking about that as I was editing something the other day. Is like, you just do not see him give up his lateral softness, period. Yeah. It just does not happen. And I wish I could do it that artfully and make sure it was that correct so that my horse never got stiff whatever doesn't matter the point is that if the horse doesn't lead forward you know damn him if the horse doesn't lead forward and around then you have to reconnect the rein to the foot right and that could take two steps or ten steps or whatever depending on how green the horse is how many times has buck been like and I would walk this many circles. I just watched it on the Colt Start video from last year. 
like about an hour in, he rode beef. You were working the black horse. You guys had had the discussion about um, bumping the horse forward. And he was like, and beef couldn't stand still. So he's going to ride beef for a little while. And then he, he got on this, like, uh, if you're sitting up in the peanut gallery, looking down at the barn, he was on the left-hand side. And I think he's watching, walking a circle to the right. And he's like, if I was by myself, I wouldn't be afraid to walk a million circles to the right. And, you know, it was on like a 10 meter circle or something like that. And not even probably a seven or eight meter circle. And that's what do we think he's doing? Of course, he's working on a united arc. Of course, he's getting the inside front foot to connect. Of course, he's making sure that the ribs aren't sticking into him. If they were, he would do a hindquarter yield and then go back to his arc. Look it up. Look it up. You are working hard, so. <laughs> um, it's interesting how, as we're describing this, everything <coughs> we're, I mean, we're giving our best description of what we think is taking place. You know, he's obviously got something in mind that hopefully we're cottoning onto a little bit. Um, but in trying to execute that, someone with their horse, and trying to say, I'm gonna stay on this until it gets good, it can be, um, you can miss it for so long, leaving, like you said, that, that, that stiffness laterally that lateral stiffness in there is just it's almost it's going to be in the way of getting anything to come of it really like you have to you have to address that for it to come out the other side like you're liking it to i think we can spend hours doing that without communicating no i need that the lateral stiffness has to be all gone and again that's i think what i saw in south dakota with new eyes is some of, of what buck's doing to say no stay soft laterally stay soft laterally um i'm not gonna let you just kind of get lazy and be stiff and then try to connect with your feet while there's a, a hard spot in here somewhere um yeah. Yeah, I even watch the Billy Bob videos that are up right now, right after he puts the halter on, and you'll see the exact same thing. What part yeah. of it? Making sure the lateral stiffness comes out. Even the, watch the reel that I just, I think I picked out that moment in the reel um, on the Buck channel here on Instagram, where like he comes forward and around yields the hindquarters soft and and then yields the forequarters and then he's prepared to come forward and around and then buck's like yeah just like that no but no, there were a lot of hindquarters forequarters that were kind of happening but those two ingredients were not there yeah But yeah, it's, 
you're right. You're a hundred percent right. And so much of this presumes that you have a hindquarter yield that goes through the whole body. Yeah. That's not the right way to say it, but, but lateral yielding. I guess it's an okay way to say it, but I just think of how much gets stuck in the shoulder, both in front yeah. of and behind the shoulder. And once again, that'll come out if, if the horse understands, I am going to need to move forwards and around after this hind quarter yield, they're not gonna continue to brace at the base of the neck with the front feet because they know they need to use them, which is a huge, huge freaking deal because it sets the horse up to push itself around with the hind legs and keep the front feet out of the way, which is, we need that when we ride for safety and for quality. No. I was trying to formulate a thought there, but when I'm trying to listen and put together the thought that I'm like, my brain was just trying to tie a few things together, but I was like, I gotta be paying attention to what you say. It's so lost. It. That's why I stopped talking. Yeah. It, it was, it was already lost by that point when we stopped talking. So was it, did it have something to do with pushing the horse forward and around with the hind feet and keeping the shoulder? out of the way like the front feet have to the horse has got this that's the best part that's my favorite part and you know i learned how what you can expose a horse to and get a horse turning loose to via using a united art from gary bailey that that is who i learned it from because i've gotten to watch him sh showing horses that there can be 100 percent confident and turned loose with things that they're very afraid of and showing them a united arc that they can keep marching on and how much space that gives a horse to be like i know where i'm going i know what i'm doing and all four feet are moving freely because you know he doesn't consider it done until they can do it without a loss of rhythm. So just fair spare. That's who I learned that from. Mm -hmm. But the, the, the part that I love the, the thing, the genius in the hind quarters, four quarters out and around United is that you don't have to make it happen. All additionally, good luck making it happen every time. Right? Without a fence yeah. on the other oh. side. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> the horse has to know. But but the when the horse knows what the goal is, they will start to fix themselves up to get it accomplished. Yeah. I think that's so cool. Still trying to get back to what I was thinking a bit ago, but it's gone now. It's all right. Yeah, I mean, that that's jumping out at me more and more place. Actually, I think this is what my brain was working around on a moment ago. So it'll maybe come to me as I talk about this. So it's been more apparent to me, these, these horses I have now since I've 
was in South Dakota and seeing some different things wasn't different as a buck hadn't done it before, but different in terms of what I was perceiving there and applying that or feeling somehow suddenly able to execute something differently than I have regarding connection to the hind leg in the hind quarter yield, like we were talking earlier, being behind the drive line as they're going around the United Circle. So yesterday, one of the horses I have, Harley, was very, he was one that was just escaping through the shoulder a lot. Well, first he'd run me over, but as soon as I said, no, you can't do that, then he was the one that really rubbernecked on the county with the shoulder. Well, I got that fixed up pretty, pretty easily after what I took away from South Dakota. I was like, oh, well, geez, I wish I'd had that handled, you know, years ago and been able to like, okay. But yesterday he was in the arena. Um, there were a couple of horses in there. His buddy was whinnying and then all the horses left from the arena and he started going through the motions of just doing things not really being united in it. So it was, he knew where to be, but his mind was so much elsewhere that that's where his body was going to try to be. And so I was back to, you know, saying, no, it's got to go through your hind leg. I'm not going to let you just drift, which is all well and good that, you know, what I picked up in South Dakota came through for me again, got him back with me. But then I started um, tossing the rope up over the saddle and because he was just still like kind of distracted enough when I do that, he just get to, to move in his feet, right? Like, okay, there's pressure, so I'm going to move. And he, so he was not really turned loose, relaxed. He was on the arc again. He was flowing. He was connected nose to tail until pressure would show up. And then he'd go right back to, now I'm none of those things and really quickly none of those things. And then I get him back and we'd be flowing around, but, and then kind of got that working where we could walk forward and do it. Then I was trying to go, okay, but now let's just stand here and let me throw this over your back and around your hind legs. And it was incredibly, incredible to me how much I had to block for him to finally work his mouth and go, oh, you really don't want me to move right now because it was taking just like, the grazing of the rope across his hip and he's like oh this must be my signal to move because like everything's been flow forward flow forward and i had to set him back a number of times to be like no you've got to think whether i'm leading you somewhere or not watch me and as kip would say look i yeah <laughs> look i yeah so <laughs> but i found myself in this spot where it's like thinking I don't want to get stuck in I'm going to make you do this because that's ridiculous you have to know to do this and then I was saying well you do know where the the different answers are right now but right now you are not you're not looking at any of the answers you know you're just kind of got the jitters because your buddy out there is calling and you haven't really kind of breathed and turned loose so it was a i don't want to be 
trying to make you do anything, but how do I get through to you enough that we don't have this kind of persistent, okay, I'm standing for a second, but oh, that rope's touching me a couple times now, so I'm going to assume now it's supposed to move, rather than just let the rope rhythmically touch him and throw up over the saddle horn and tap the saddle and all that, and him just go, okay, whatever. I don't know. It was a moment where I was puzzling because he was very, he felt um, more disconnected than he had since South Dakota. And I mean, I think it was similar to Corey. It was the environment as much as anything. Cause I did, I was able to get him to connect physically in a lot of those Rochelle. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't so, changing so, him and turning him loose to the whole picture. I felt it slipping away. There's another place, especially when you start swinging the rope up over their back. That's a place where um, a lot of times before I get on a horse, like, well, pretty much all the time before I get on a horse, they better be able to come by me while I throw the rope up over the saddle. Mm -hmm. And marching around because you'll find that all the time on horses that are tight right is that they could do all the groundwork but you swing either the end of your mccarty or the tail yeah. of your lead rope up okay. over the saddle and it's like <laughs> right or <laughs> shooting by you mm -hmm. that's a good one that's a good one to check you guys if you think you're like i don't know if my horse is safe to get on or not test that out but once again just remember that if they shoot by you and are seriously worried they can kick you you have to make sure you have your hindquarters and i would like in this particular case of harley i would much rather them shoot by me because of course but you yeah. have the hindquarters oh got the hindquarters then you bend them what I don't like is when there's just that empty bend of the neck and they keep going on, which... Which is cured by? Hindquarters, forequarters. Forwards and around, united. Yeah. If they know to come forwards and around, united, that's... Gunfire, in a way. Kind so of, it. yeah, exactly, sort of, yeah. And just be like, that, that doesn't matter. And then once they're marching forwards and around, united with rhythm, it's very simple to put the inside hind leg across and stop. But, but if you don't, and I'm not saying that, like I touch a horse and this is magically how it is, but this is where I'm, you know, this is where I'm heading is that kind of rhythm. And once again, I have to give Gary credit for it, for letting me watch him for so long because we just don't get to see Buck work that many horses. And Gary is so, um, I don't know, that's, this is just, how he is and what is in him. Like it is not finished until that rhythm has been achieved. And it's amazing what you can do. But Buck says it all the time, direct the feet and then you can do anything with the feet. But 
you know, the implications of rhythm and turn loose are there. But once again, if you toss your lead rope up over the saddle or over their neck, you've seen Gary do it, you've done it, you know, up in front of the saddle, and as they're passing you, so it starts in front of the saddle, over the saddle, over their hindquarters. And if the horse just is like, I'm coming forward and around. Am I harping on that too much? Like, am I saying the same thing over and over again? You are, but we're used to it. <laughs> no. It's good. Good, good to talk through and say it in different ways, in different scenarios. I mean, because, I don't know, different pieces falling into place for me two weeks ago, or less than two weeks ago. If we went back and rehashed every conversation we had up until two weeks ago, I'd probably be thinking about it differently than it was when we originally had that conversation. So, um, cause it just shifts the perspective on every, everything when you have another piece of the puzzle falling into place or starting to line up at the very least. I'm so jealous that you get to go this week and get more. Gonna be, <laughs> so, this this is my guilty my kid is hilarious moment so it was lydia's birthday on monday is she a she gemini died. too that's right is she a yeah. gemini yeah oh <gasps> yes so my soul sister so uh my mom got her this little kit set where you like pop all the pieces out and you glue them out and it makes a little pull behind camper right with all the colorful things and beach chairs and whatever and i i said lydia i'm gonna set a timer we're gonna have to go to bed in five minutes and my mom said oh that's too bad we were having so much fun building this chair we were hoping to build the other one tonight too absolutely sarcastically and lydia goes it's lovely we're having a great time <laughs> You can send that kid to me just any old time you want. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm glad I'm not the one tasked with getting it put together. So that's, I'm glad I have my mom around for that. Oh. For those of you guys that have never met Lydia, she is, that sounds like her. She's full personality. And, and optimism. Yes. yes, very, she's very, uh, enthusiastic and happy generally till she isn't <clears throat> but that's us <laughs> um, yeah so um we have just like four minutes but i just want to make sure we don't that i don't lose what you were trying to say regarding because really what i said is pretty much things i've already said a million times um trying to get to what was like why it was so important to you to or what additional value I might get from your insight on why the United Arc when you're walking 
what was the what was the piece there because you know i have said many times like stop your feet mm -hmm. so that you can find out if the horse is going forward and around which is just a variation of like take your horse to the fence and <laughs> see if you can lead him by and like I you're doing the same that's i think that's where i kept i would often default to that is because I'm, I'm like this doesn't feel like he's going forward and around me when i'm moving in this much and it probably felt like that because it wasn't but somehow <clears throat> whatever clicked with me i can now see which i think i could all along this is or this isn't but i have at least a, a handful of horses i'm working right now been able to do while still moving into them get to the hind leg enough rolling the hindquarters connected all the way through rather than there being a stiffness there that allows when you say okay now roll forward them to bleed away again if there's a stiffness in there when you roll the hindquarters then they do not go forward and around whether you're in the center of the circle or behind the drive line saying come off and around me over here they're going to keep bleeding away because of that brace in there so somehow i've had success since South Dakota at turning loose that piece that I maybe had left in there. And so now from that position, I can see when they're around me, when they're not, and change whether they're going around me and whether they're not without defaulting back to, okay, I'm gonna get in the center of this compass point on the center spot of this circle and, and see if you're coming around me and then, you know, work at it from there right so i'm curious because the the mechanism by which that happens of course like the what is going to happen so that that can be the result is either the outside hind leg is now pushing forwards and around and maybe it wasn't before or the front feet are less stuck than they were before so so i'm curious what you have to say next week well i think And this is Buck's preference, I would think is fair to say, would be to drive them forward on the arc rather than spend a lot of time trying to lead them forward on the arc. And then, you know, he, he's going to say, drive them forward. Don't, you can't pull them, right? Of course, he still does want them following the field and leading up, but his mechanism for getting there is emphasis a little bit more on the driving and them learning to follow the field rather than that field becoming heavy, them deciding to come off that with more. Anyway, um, I think and, and the front feet being stuck, I, I think it creates a better forward and around if you can line the horse up effectively because you are behind them driving them forward maybe there's a wide open door there for them mm -hmm. to go forward whereas if you're the center of the circle and they're not quite going around you and now you are essentially saying come in here right and that's where if you step behind them and drive them forward they don't have to decide to make that to they don't have to decide to put you behind the balance point. You have stepped behind the balance point. That is exactly what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. I don't know. It just feels good to have it Yeah, and the other thing about Buck I would, is, is that for, he will not he, – he tries to set it up. I think he would back me up on this. Well, he'd be like, duh. Because the front feet not being stuck are what makes it work when you drive the horse forwards on right? When you step behind the balance point and send the horse forward, if they're, it, you know, it's never going to work. But if you freed the horse up via the, the four-quarter yield, it will work. No. And this is like a, this buck would absolutely be going, oh, that's what I've been saying. You guys are so dumb. How can you talk? <laughs> exactly. Well, you guys waste so much time talking about this. I've been saying it for years. Um, <laughs> so with, with this group of horses here and feeling that whatever click for me to help them turn loose more thoroughly laterally, I had two horses that were extremely rigid and like very bound up in the shoulders the first little while they were here. And it was like, whoo, this is gonna be a, a big thing for this horse to like really sit back and open the shoulders left and right. And now those two that were pretty tight through the shoulders and at the get-go are just like, wow, that looks really freaking good. And I, again, she said it from they want and it's the obvious as can be. It's not like it's veiled in anything. Like they have to be turned loose laterally in a hindquarter yield before you're gonna get that four quarter yield. You know, they have to prepare with a hind end. And prepare with a hind end is not just get the feet out of the way. It's get the whole body turned loose so that there's not some other little rib or muscle, whatever's in the way that that's not letting that shoulder go. And I hope it's just magical that like whatever switched will switch in all the horses, or maybe I'm just lucky that half the horses I happen to have right now, the switch has been pretty relatively available on the surface that it feels like, oh, I'm being pretty successful with this. I've got it in the bag now. Probably forward. It sounds like it. What? It sounds like that's the case. Maybe. Time will tell. That, that would be nice, right? That would be nice. Um, but yeah, the degree to which it to which it has I mean, it changed everything. I mean, it's like I've, the horses I had before South Dakota are the same physical, living, breathing character uh, beings that I had after South Dakota, but they operate completely differently. And it was like a switch went off. So, we'll see what happens in Sheridan. So speaking of Sheridan, first of all, you have to go. Yes. Um, second of all, so you will be live from the Hulahan Ranch, right? Thanks. Do we want to try to do the show a tiny bit early so you're not having to run quite as quickly or what? Yeah, that's, that sounds good. So you want to do like a 6 a.m., 7 a.m., like 6 here, 7 there? Sure. Let's do that. Okay, because that way at least maybe you'll have 45 minutes or so. And it's so beautiful there. And we never want to rush through that as much. So yeah, let's do that. Shall we? Shall. Okay. Right. Yay. Well, drive carefully. Will do. Have a good week. Happy birthday. Thank you very much.
And yep, everybody. Okay, so I'll try to get this up on Spotify as soon as I can. And we'll see you guys next week, Thursday morning at 6 a.m. this next week. 7 Mountain Time, 8 Central. Yep. All right, everybody. Bye. See ya. Bye.